happy. You got to be happy. Come on and be happy. Sing a little song. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Music Secrets of Success podcast. My guest this week is Ellis Mir, who I am super excited to have on the podcast. I first met Ellis at Amsterdam Dance Event and we immediately connected. Last year, whilst Ellis was in London on his European tour, we visited the Royal Academy of Art together and we shared tea and cake. How very British. We talked all things music and life And in a reflective moment, Ellis shared how he was going to go back to his roots to write more successful pop songs. I was really struck by his focus and intent. And as it turns out, 2020 has been one of the hardest years for many in the music industry. But for Ellis, it's been one of his most successful. Ellis ended up co-writing a song for Korean superboy band BTS for their album Map of the Soul 7. It went to number one in over 80 countries, with four million pre-orders. Incredibly, Inner Child, the song that Ellis has co-written, has had over 45 million plays on Spotify alone. I spoke to Ellis a few days ago while he was in the studio. Unfortunately, the sound quality isn't great, but he has some amazing stories to tell, so do enjoy. Please check out all the other podcasts on Spotify and iTunes, and it would be great if you liked, followed and shared. Ellis. Welcome to the Secrets of Success. Hey Sally, thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. So I'm speaking to you from London and I have to say it's very cold out here. Can you paint a picture for us in LA? What is it like with you today? Oh, you, you, you might be a, a bit envious. It is, uh, it is, right now it, it's, uh, it is uh, 11 a.m. and it's probably uh, 20 degrees here. And it's a, it's a nice, warm, breezy, sunny, sunny day. Just a, a few clouds in the sky and the palm trees are rustling in the, oh. in the wind. And it'll probably get just a touch warmer, but that'll, wow. that, that'll be it. So, yes, it's, it's a little bit different here today in Los Angeles. Yeah, amazing. And uh, you're actually speaking to us from a studio. You're, uh, you're actually doing a session right now? Yes. I'm at a studio and I've found a nice little outdoor balcony uh here to uh to to chat with you and and uh your listeners while we hammer out some technical difficulties and then uh, we're gonna jump into a writing session amazing well i wish you well on that writing session thank you and uh right now i wish i was in la too well we wish you we wish you were here as well (laughs) yeah it's a long time since i've been in la i think it was the 90s i was last in in la when I used to go backwards and forwards, managing bands and getting them on European tours. But that's another story. So, wow, what an incredible story that you have there. You know, you are an absolute veteran of the music industry and, and none of this comes without lots of hard work. So in this podcast, I want to examine the things that make people successful. And in my opinion, I think character is one of the essences to being super successful. So my first question is, is there one character trait that you could pick out in yourself that has underpinned your success? I guess it would depend on who you talk to. It's, it, it is uh, either persistence or being stubborn, uh, depending on how you look at it. I will not say that a career in music, that there wasn't ever a point that you sort of doubted 
if it was going to happen, but not doing it was never an option. So, like I said, that, you know, that's either persistence or, or being stubborn, uh, depending on, on who you want to talk to about that. I'm sure my, my mother probably thought it was me being stubborn. Like I said, I'd have a different opinion to that. So I think that, you know, I, I think it comes down to to that. Uh, when I was a kid, there was a, a commercial for the, I don't know if, if in uh, the UK you guys have lotteries. Yeah, you have to. I think everybody does a lottery. And their slogan was, you got to be in it to win it. And uh, I guess for me, I, I realized that, you know, no matter how lofty the idea or the ambition was, it wasn't going to happen by not doing anything. So I, I always had to be in it in, in some way. Um, I'm really thankful that at, at an early age, uh, I think a combination of being obsessed with people that came from nothing and, and made something when I, probably when I was about 15, all I wanted to do was read autobiographies. You know, I, I, I read almost every pop star's autobiography. You know, I, I read Blonde Ambition, uh, the, the unauthorized biography of Madonna. I read Moonwalker, um, Michael Jackson. I, I read uh, much later in life, uh, uh, History of Punk, Please Kill Me. And I was always fascinated by how people that didn't come from means, didn't come from entertainment families, some of whom came from just less than zero, how they, they did it. And, you know, the common factors with all of them was persistence, believing when no one else, no, I mean, I mean let, let's talk Michael Jackson and Madonna. Let's line up these okay. two people. And, you know, one grew up in a musical family that you know even with with abuse and everything else the underlying thing that you are you're great you're special you're gifted and then you have this young woman that grew up in you know a slightly turbulent suburban you know um upbringing and and not, nobody ever looked at this woman and said you you could really be the biggest thing in pop music ever no one was saying that that what you know this was all based on her belief and good for her and thank and 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 thankfully that that she believed in herself when no one else did and yeah. and then you fast forward 20 years later and their peers and their equals and the thing that they have in common is the work ethic and the belief in self and um so you know I, I don't know if at the time when i read it that i was picking that up but i was you know you, you sort of what i did take was discipline in almost all of these books there was discipline madonna's initial discipline was not music it was it was dance but the discipline um i feel like you have to learn those muscles it's definitely something that i struggle with still today i was that you know i was that kid that did his homework laying on the floor with a pile of books and the television on and you know siblings coming in and out and all kinds of chaos and it wasn't until years later that i, I sort of learned like you need a work area. You need a work environment. You need to thoughtfully and mindfully think about what it is that you're you're doing. And so, you know, little little things along the way move you know move you to who hopefully you'll ultimately be. And so, yeah, you know. And I also think that that started the, this idea of of being a student. I mean, when I was a, when I was a kid. It made sense, and I'm, I'm I'm glad that somewhere along the line I realized that was something that continues throughout your life that you don't hit 
20, I mean, you know, we all have those moments where you're about 25 and you think you know it all. And fortunately, I, I um, hopefully I think that didn't last very long and, and I'm on the path that I'm on now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's some real nuggets there. As you sort of reflect and you look back at your younger self, and I know it's a question that's often asked, but is there anything that you would say to your 18-year-old self? You know, is there anything you do again as you look at that young boy now? Um, you know, I, in terms of, of, of what I would do again, I, I would say no. I, I think I'm a sci-fi geek. Yeah. And so obviously many sci-fi themes uh, center around time travel. The, the recent generations, not the original, if we're being honest. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Um, and my favorite Doctor would be Tennant was my favorite Doctor. Absolutely. Uh, and, um, and, you know, the, the, the thing with, like they say, with, with time travel, right, is, is the ripple effect and, and changing something in some way changes the outcome. And so, yeah, it would be, it would be great. So oh, I would have told my younger self to focus on this or focus on that sooner. And, and the idea would be that you would, I would get to where I am right now somehow quicker or more successful, but we don't know that. The balancing act in the universe of things, my, my collaborators that I worked on the BTS record with, first of all, there's no way that I could have called that. And that was a relationship that started because a journalist that interviewed me in London was friends or had also interviewed one of the guys from Arcade and said, hey, I think you guys would get along. Would you mind if I connected you guys? And we we were Instagram friends for about a year and a half before meeting. And... You know, we were doing sort of same but different types of things in music and we're in different paths. And I, I don't think either one of us would have said, oh, we're going to collaborate together and that thing is going to be this. And so all of these, you know, and, and that interview was being done because I had done the RuPaul Christmas album and, and that opportunity may have not happened if, if things had been moved and, 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 and shaken around. My advice to, to my younger self, you know, I think would be the, the, the same you know, where everybody is always believe, never give up, work hard and, and study your craft. You know, I I think that that would be it. And that, that sounds a a bit generic, but at the end of the day, the secret of the formula to success is not, um, it's not a mystery. The, 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 where, where the details that where, where the, where the rub is, is how we apply it to ourselves. And that there's an infinite, amount of possibilities and what worked for one person will not work for someone else and sometimes it's great to look at the steps that someone took and you might try them the results won't be the same or you'll or you unfortunately might be discouraged because you'll say well you know i'm doing everything that this person did and it's not working for me and it's the steps are universal how we apply them is unique to each person and so my advice, like I said, would be generic. Um, the other stuff, it's for us to work out. Yeah. I really liked how, and I, I yeah, I, I think that's one, those are wonderful reflections. And I think we almost have to have an open spirit. Like when you had that interview with that journalist in London, you would never have guessed that it would have opened up um, these other opportunities. So I think maybe it's having an open spirit and, and kind of almost being faithful in the small things, 
that if someone asks you for an interview, say yes, be open, be open to those connections and uh, network the hell out of stuff, you know. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, th I think that's really, really helpful. And of course, you know, your experience is going to be totally different to the next person. So, you know, but it's, it is great to hear that. Again, I, I want to know, you know, you, I know that you've had some fantastic role models and you've had some great people around you that I know that you've found. But thinking back, what do you think is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? And did you act upon it? Do you have some kind of like a mantra or something that you know, like changed your behavior? Uh, yes, I do. Um, it took years to actually apply it. Um, I, I think, I don't know if, if it's a product of being um, younger or if it's how we all tend to be. I, I, I don't know the exact phrasing of it, but I think many times we hear, but we don't listen or we listen or we don't hear. So you are hearing what people are, are, are saying to you. And I feel like it goes in, you know, there's that joke, right? That it goes in one ear and out the other. But I think, I think for most of us, a lot of times it goes in one ear and it just kind of swirls around there and, and, and it, it's in the back of the head. Yeah. And what's happening is, is that it, it needs to be connected to something so that, that it, 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 um, it has meaning for us. And then we say, ah, you know, aha, like, you know, for example, they, they say that, you know, the best sort of therapy or therapist don't tell people, well, your problem is this, is they lead them. So they say, oh, you know, I've been, do you think that my issue with this comes from this situation when I was younger? And I think that that's how advice, especially when we're younger, works is you connect that. And that advice for me was, was given to me when I was a teenager by one of the mentors that not only had a, a huge impact on helping me to be a, a musician and a, and a professional, but changed the course of my life. And his name, his, his name is Larry Davis. And uh, he was a, he is a songwriter and a producer and arranger and was in the band Instant Funk way before my time and uh, worked for Gamble and Huff. And, and he was, he was my first record producer. And his advice to me was never bank your entire career, never base your career on a record, always make it about your talent. And as that opens out to more advice, it came at a time where I was in a group and we're working on a record and you know, this, this happens, you, you get signed and everything does in music buildings comes down to a record. That's, you know, that's what they teach us that you live in and die by. And um, I was just saying, Oh, you know, I hope, you know, I hope this record, you know, this is the single that they, you know, they, they pick and, and, you know, this single has to happen because, you know, whatever, all these anxieties and these dreams and these hopes and these things that we hang on to to a project and he stopped me right there and he said don't do that don't ever don't ever make your career don't ever base your career don't make any of this about a record this industry will tell you that you're not you're only as good as your last record and that's that's the lie you're you're as good as people know how good you are always make it about your talent people should know what you do that and I definitely didn't take that in at the time. And it wasn't until later, you know, and, and that became something else. And he said, you know, people should always know what your skills are. That, that's how you make a living is people know like, oh, this, this dude is bad at this. This dude is, is, you know, get this guy in the studio when you need that. And almost everybody um, that 
that has been successful, um, you know, as, 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 a, as a creative has some version of, of that. Um, I, I had the, the, the great fortune of working with for a time and, and becoming friends with one of James Ingram's sons. And I was unaware that James Ingram was a piano player. That's how he got in the, the business. And he was, he was that guy. He, that people said, you know, you want these kinds of keys, you got to call James Ingram. And one day him and Howard Hewitt were working together and uh, Howard was sick and James sang the demo and the rest is history. Yeah. But it's about people, you know, knowing what your, what your, what your craft is. And that, you know, opens up, uh, you know, that opens up a world for you. That's just brilliant. I think sometimes we find it difficult to reflect on what are our best points, you know, and that, I love that story because, oh my gosh, I love James Ingram's voice. And wow. Yeah, that's, that's just so helpful. So helpful. I think kind of leading on from then, sometimes hard times happen. You know, we're, we're in an unprecedented year. And I know it's been very successful for you, but still there are struggles, you know. What is your response to hard times? What is your response to when there's no money? You know, what have you found hardest to deal with in your career and, and why? I think, yes, I, th- I think uh, the hardest things to deal with are not enough money uh, and the phone not ringing or the phone not ringing as, as much as you would like. And um, the phone not ringing part, the best way to deal with that is to just take that off the table and stop thinking that there's ever going to be a time that work comes because the phone is, is ringing. There will be times. Everybody has those times. I believe that if you set yourself up, that you make your own work, you'll be a little bit happier and it goes back to the first part of that and how do you deal with not having enough money. And for me, almost every endeavor that I currently do that at some point was designed to not be in that financial position, I started when I had no money. Mm-hmm. And that took me a really long time because probably the first couple of years as an adult where I was playing that game between day job and, and, and working musician or, or I had transitioned to being a complete working musician and you're like, oh damn, there's broke, there's no work. Or, um, I would freak out and I would, you know, quickly try and I would try and sell things. I would try and find like a day job, something. And, and um, I just realized that all of those things were temporary fixes and um, it, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. It takes a certain kind of, um, constitution to say, okay, no one is paying me right now. What I'm going to do is create more work that no one is paying for in the hope that that will pay me. Um, and I think, um, if I'm, uh, if I'm honest, you know, I, I come from a working class family and I think that working class people, our relationship with, with money and finance is very different than people that grow up with money. And the, the interesting thing is 
is it's almost this Jedi mind trick. You know, when you, when you have to work for it, you believe that you got to show up, you got to do this job, and, 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 that's how, and that's how it works. So when you don't have enough money, what are you going to do? And people that come from money, you could say, oh, it's because they don't, they don't ever have to really worry. They kind of look at debt like, so what? Yeah. They're just zeros and ones. And I don't know if that's true or not, but thinking that way definitely helps you at a time where things are difficult and you have to say, okay, whatever that number is, those are just zeros and ones. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make that and, and more. It's going to come and it's going to go. What I do know is that if what I do is make things, if I have nothing, if I've made nothing, I can sell nothing. And if I can sell nothing, then, I've, then I can't earn anything. And so at points in my career, probably about 10 years, no, maybe less than that, about nine, nine years nine, eight or nine years ago, was sort of looking at things and then had one of those periods where, I don't know, maybe it was remixing wasn't, wasn't as lucrative anymore. or wasn't getting certain things. And I said, all right, well, you know, I'm, I, what do I do? I'm, I, I don't have enough money. And I said, all right, I can produce YouTube content. All these kids want to do, you know, videos and music and things like that. And no, that doesn't pay you the same as as producing a record for a recording artist, but the investment in my time and, and all of those other things is, is a lot less than producing a record for a recording artist. And so broke with either negative money in my account or um, not, or soon to be not enough money in my account. I said, all right, let's, let's brand the studio separately from my music career. And what I did in that time where bills are piling up is I built a website for this new business. I built a Facebook page for this business. I, you know, and, 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 and it took me a a long time to understand that that's what you do. And part of that may be on a, on a very basic and, 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 and spiritual and human level that it gives you hope because you know that you're doing something and by not doing anything, you know, sitting there and saying like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have enough money and I don't have, you know, I don't have enough work. And that's a hopeless situation. And, and, and the human spirit without hope is, is, is not a good place for anybody. And so by, by working, even when no one is paying you, the belief that you're building gives you hope. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I've done. Yeah. And I, I can bear testimony to that fact because this time last year when we met up, I was so inspired by you because you said, I'm just going to go back to my roots. I'm just going to write great pop songs. And that was before the BTS thing. There was a whiff of that. But I could see in you this spirit that says, I'm going to just make great music. I'm going to make great pop songs. And I could just see it in you. And um, I found that really inspiring. And I, and I was thinking a lot about that as we were going into this talk together, that you have to exactly do that. Sometimes you just have to crack on and just do what you're designed to do. And there might not be anyone to pay you, but it's all investment. And it's a, a lot of what you're talking about as well, I think, is what happens in the secret place, in the hidden place. You know, no one would have seen you writing those songs or, but it's, it's creating that, that wealth really, that intellectual property. And um, 
I just do think you're great at that. So that kind of ties in, really. My next question was about effective habits. But I think that you you keep on practicing, you play your instruments, you write songs. Would you say that that that's a practice that you have, you know, in in you becoming effective? Or is it just the routine? I think, I think, you know, I think to add to that in in, in things that don't just pertain to to songwriters and, and producers is the thing about remaining a constant student and being adaptive and i think that that will always serve us well and i think um you know those are those are habits it it, it takes you time i you know would be lying if i said any time i was was faced with with change or at the point where it's you know evolve or die that i'm just like yeah this is cool no there's 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 a freak out there's a moment of anger you say why is you know why can't things go why can't things be like this when the money was this way or the work was this way or this and you know i'm human and so remembering those two points is you know remain a student and, and and be adaptable just remembering and putting those things into practice is a habit. And I think that it's really easy to say it. It's much more difficult to apply it to ourselves. It's like when someone says, well, you know, don't, don't take it personal. Don't take things personal. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, we can, we can give that advice. We can hear that advice applying the advice. And so, yeah, those would, those would be my, my habits, I think. Um, And, and surround yourself surround yourself you know you know the, the, once again the 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 keys seem to be the same how we apply them surround yourself with people that are doing it that have the work ethic and you know tribe and village those, those are important things you know surround yourself with people that understand what you're doing that understand that journey so that they they give you what you need and you give them what, 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 what they need when, when they, you know, when they're at that place. I used to say, I used to limit it only to dating. That if I met somebody that said, you work too much, we're not going to work out. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But I, I, I take that now and I apply it to everybody in my life. And obviously within reason, right? If, if you're working 70 hours a week and not sleeping and not taking care of yourself, that's completely different than like, wow, Sally, like really six days a week. And, you know, on Sunday, you're building a website. Like, girl, you work too much. No, 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 don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. What I need in those moments is not for you to tell me that I work too much. I need for you to say, wow, two weeks ago, three months ago, whenever you said you wanted to do this thing and I'm watching you manifested. Good for you. Hey, Sally, you're really busy with three projects and it looks like you can't. Girl, you're going to go on a great vacation when all of this is done because you've earned it. That's what you need. And that's where the village and the tribe are important. It's in those moments that we need people that are on the same path and giving us the messages um, and encouragement that we need. And and we need to do the same because we understand that. And so those, I don't know that I can put those in little neat bullet points, but those, those would be. I want to give you a big amen because uh, without my tribe and my friends and people encouraging me, I feel nothing sometimes. So absolutely. And, you know, we're not on this journey by ourselves and we need nope. people around us. So 
I absolutely hear what you're saying. I just, brilliant, 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 brilliant. Um, we're, we're actually at our last question now. And, okay. um, so we've Zoomed through this. Um, zoomed on Zoom. No, I was about to say, no pun intended. <laughs> zoomed on Zoom, yeah, no pun intended. So with all of that, considering all of that, if, if someone was going to come and work on your team, what qualities would you look for in someone to make them a great producer, a great engineer, songwriter, or a team player? You know, if you're going to write the next BTS song that's going to have 45 million streams next week, what kind of person do you want to work with? Um, I want to work with somebody that, that likes and understands the, the nature of collaborating. I want somebody that, that wants to be successful at the craft, not uh, merely from a dollars and cents or a notoriety point, and uh, somebody that is, you know, always wanting to learn because that, that's infectious. Those people that are always learning bring things to you and say, hey, you know, I, I learned this new software. Do you know if you do this this way, you, you save time, and that comes from them being a student as well, and, and you know, being adaptable you know because once again all of these traits we all have our moments um you know and it might be me that needs that thing we might be in a studio and i may have my head set that this is the way or this is how it's supposed to be done or this is you know this is how i saw it and now it's not working that way and someone is going to remind me be adaptable so those are the qualities that i would look for in you know in a collaborator or teammate well i've just been sitting here absolutely in awe of what you said actually I found it personally very encouraging and I think there's a lot in there for our listeners to really take and think about and hopefully it won't go in one ear and out the other but they will mull on it and inwardly digest and put it in place. Um, Ellis, I want to thank you uh, for your wonderful insights and I know lots of people will be wanting to follow you. Where can they find you? Where they, can they listen to your music? Uh, yeah, so um, please first start first things first. Please follow me on uh, Spotify and Apple Music, Ellis Mia. Um, new releases coming out uh, and collaborations coming out all the time. Uh, I'm probably the most active on Instagram uh, as Ellis Mia. Uh, on Facebook, Ellis Mia Fans. Uh, and on Twitter, I am Ellis Mia. Um, largely because there is another Ellis Mia that lives in the United Kingdom, and I'm sure oh. <laughs> he, I have beat him to most platforms. He beat me to Twitter, which is why my handle is I am Ellis okay. So, and that's how you can, uh, that's how you can reach me. Brilliant. Thank you, Ellis. We wish you a wonderful day in LA on your writing sessions and in the studio. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Love Live Music Secrets of Success podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Love Live Music UK or come and visit my website www.lovelivemusic.co.uk.